We all consume countless articles and sources of information on the economy and the investment world every week. We'll review some of these with you and give you our take on where the economy is going and how you can actually take advantage of these economic conditions to actually benefit your retirement plan. Welcome to the Financial Insider with Mark McCanny and Eric Seabold. Welcome in, everybody. This is the Financial Insider with the Mark McCanny and Eric Seavolt. I'm consumer advocate Steve Siddall. Mark and Eric, will you will find them at Novus Financial and Medicare. They've been helping folks for, well, better than 30 years between the two of them, and uh, they're available here. Uh, hello, Eric. How are you? I'm fantastic. How are you, Steve? Very, very well. Thanks. Uh, Mark, all well? Yeah, always glad to be in studio with you. Yeah, the um, so I, I, this is going to be an interesting approach. I like the uh, the homework that you guys have done in terms of, of really kind of sourcing some material that's going to be relevant for us to talk about, um, and really it's, it's fairly topical. And I think you know, uh, Mark, you were saying going in, you know, do you think uh, do you think this will be too deep, or are, are we kind of are, are are we going to be able to get people along? And and I, you're. I think yes is the answer, and and your explanation of well, I think we can break it down in you know manageable terms. So, Mark, what do you think? Uh, you got some news for us? Yeah, you know, I thought we would try something a little different and kind of give the listeners some of the insight of how we make decisions with clients' monies and assets and and design strategies. And you know, we, Eric and I were talking earlier in the week and what we typically do on any given week is read hundreds of articles and kind of boil it down. We watch certain things and, you know, we really view our firm as much of a macroeconomic firm. We don't look at individual tiny stocks. We're not going to talk about that, but we, we do like to look at larger trends. And, and I think it's good to give the listeners an idea of what we're looking at right now. And everybody, you turn on any news channel right now, all you hear is people talking about inflation, 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 inflation. And boy, everybody knows that at the gas pump or at the grocery store. But you know, what we wanted to talk about today was take a couple of different articles that we thought really hit on what's going on right now and really talk about the, the why of inflation. How, do, how did we get ourselves here? And how does that affect your portfolio if you're out there listening? And, uh, and I think that's a, a great place to start, Steve. And, and Eric, you know, speak to it if, if you think I'm missing anything here. But that's kind of the, the methodology for this segment of the program is to kind of get people up to speed on a macroeconomic view as we see it of the economy. Yeah. And what really drives the economy, guys? I mean, when, when we're looking at uh, economics in general, especially for the, the economy that we're sitting in today in America, what is really driving the economy? And and you know, as Mark and I are reading all these different articles and looking at the different sources of information, you know, I'm seeing the the term that comes up the most is energy. And when you think about it, energy is really the the lifeblood of any society. And I mean, everything that's that that we have in our society has been shipped from somewhere. It has been it's been manufactured using energy. It's being delivered using energy. So we, when we're talking about where is the economy today and where is this inflation coming from, I think we need to look at what's going on with our energy prices these days, don't you? Well, I think yeah. that, well, I mean, obviously at the gas pump, we're, we're feeling that. Let's, how, how do we get there? I mean, is it just the folks who, who sell the gas that's, that, are, that are upping the price or how far back does that go? 
I, th- well, I think, I, I think when you say how far back, I mean, I, I, what comes to mind for me is how far back does that line of ships go that's docked off of the California coast right now with oil in it? Okay. You know, it, it to me, it's when we're talking about the fuel in general, look, what what have we done in the last couple of years? What has the current administration done in the last couple of years? We were a, a country a couple of years ago where we were going to the gas station and it was costing us a buck 86. But now, I mean, we could talk about this inflation. We could, t- uh, from the fuel prices, we could talk about the interest rates, what's going on, all of these things that, that are attacking us right now. But in particular, the fuel. I mean, right, Mark? Yeah. And I think that, you know, from an economist's perspective, that's what's called cost push inflation. So, when, when under that definition of that type of inflation, it's when one one raw material, one input into an into the process drives an increase. So unfortunately, I think a lot of what we're seeing is the classic cost push inflation, whereby gas prices are extremely high, and that gets passed on to the end consumer. Um, so so that's a problem. Um, so I do think we need to get to a situation where the administration. Uh, gets to a, a, a set of policies that allows for um, an increase in the supply to bring down the cost. But that's just one aspect of what we're seeing inflation right now is that energy cost push inflation onto, you know, pretty much all of the products we buy because everything we all consume comes to our stores through, you know, by a truck. And um, and worse yet, diesel prices are a lot higher than just regular 87 gasoline. So, you know, we we are absorbing that, but that's one thing that we wanted to talk about was, you know, there's not much you can do in your portfolio with respect to that. But what we really wanted to talk about was, you know, most people are sitting out there right now with bonds in their portfolio, and we get this question all day long: What do we do with these things? And let's 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 take a look at this a little bit at its macroeconomic level and talk to the listeners here. How how are interest rates set? And that's an interesting question because interest rates are kind of influenced by the Federal Reserve. And to give everybody an idea, the Federal Reserve is is our is our central bank. So very simplistically, if the economy starts to get too hot, they like to raise interest rates. If the economy starts to slow, they like to lower interest rates to spur economic activity. So right now, what they're trying to do to stop this inflationary pressure is they're raising interest rates. And everybody's seeing that, whether they're trying to buy a house today, mortgages rates are going up, auto loans are going up. And so what we're seeing is the net effect of that policy of raising interest rates generally or influencing rates up, that's going to drive up the prices of certain assets and slow the economy. And that's what they're trying to do. Um, but but there's solutions to that. And, you know, not all of this is a bad thing, Steve. You know, there, there are ways that you can take advantage of a rising interest rate environment. It's not always a bad thing. Um, now, if you're sitting in certain assets, you, you could be more susceptible. But Eric, you know, we were talking to clients this week and, you know, we can offer, we can bring some solutions to them that with this rising interest rate actually helps them and they can offload the risk um, to a, to a, to an insurance company for that matter. Sure. Break that down for me, Mark. How does that work? I mean, it's, I love the optimism, but I mean, we really can take advantage of this situation. Yeah. Yeah. So, so let, let's just take for an example, um, if you held a bond, you know, right now, if interest rates are rising, bond values will drop. That's generally what we're seeing right now. 
And, um, you know, there's a couple of reasons why people don't want to hold bonds. Let's just take a, a, a simple example. If you have a bond that pays 4%, but inflation's running at 8.6%, like we just saw, you're losing money. You're, you, are, you have a negative real return of minus 4.6%. You're losing money. So the bond itself isn't worth that much. Um, or it's going to sell at a deep discount. So when you have those in your portfolio, you know, you're, this is why you're going to look at your 401k statement and see that your bond values or your, your bond mutual funds potentially are losing value. Um, now, that being said, why do people typically hold bonds? They, they do it because they want safety. Typically, bonds were considered a safe asset. And uh, and, and people found that that helped them sleep at night. But in a rising interest rate environment, they can decrease. But what we were talking about in the example I was giving is that a similar asset, like a fixed annuity, you know, Eric used to design these products. And what the whole point of a fixed annuity is that you can't lose money in it. So once you give the money to the insurance company, they're guaranteeing that you're not going to have any losses. And right now, what we're seeing is insurance companies, because interest rates are rising, are buying new bonds coming in, and those bonds are paying more so they can give the client more. So, you know, not everything about a rising interest rate environment is, you know, bad. Um, it, there's ways to offset that and balance out your portfolio. And that's what we see is that, but but you got to take some action and, and take a look at what you have in your in your portfolio, because, you know, maybe you do have some of those, you know, bond funds that are going to underperform or just simply uh, lose value. Yeah. But Mark, how many out of all of the 401k and 403b, 457 types of investors, how many of those portfolios would you think uh, contain some bonds for the safety portion of their portfolio? I would say almost all of them that we've we've seen, you know, typically a 401k or a 457, 403b, usually you get about 12 different funds and maybe a fixed account if you're lucky. But, you know, for smaller 401ks, oftentimes you'll see a money market, a spattering of four or five bond funds and, you know, seven equity style funds ranging from foreign to domestic, small to mid cap to large cap. So you don't really have a huge you know, um, menu to choose from for, for a safe option. Um, but there are ways to, to, to actually take that money that's in your 401k and you can do other things with it. You don't always have to use what's on that menu. Um, and, and we can show you how to do some of those things, but I think that's, what's important to understand folks right now is that there is a rising interest rate environment and we don't have to get into every reason why that's happening and we could bore you to death with all of the different stories of what's going on. But the bottom line is the Federal Reserve is influencing rates upward to slow down the economy, slow the velocity of money and stop the inflation. Um, yeah. You know, some Mark, say you, they're too late to the party, but maybe yeah, that, that, we don't know. That reminds me of an article that, that we read a little earlier this week that you actually forwarded to me. It was called The, the Fed's Cure for Inflation is Worse. And uh, that that was an article by someone named Lee Spikerman. And one thing that I thought was really interesting was Lee c kind of used pharmaceuticals as a metaphor for uh, interest rates. 
And basically, Lee said, listen, the, int- the Fed's keeping the, lo- the interest rates low is actually like a steroid for the stock market. So low mm-hmm. interest rates is a steroid for the stock market. So what's, <laughs> okay. the, what's the Fed doing this year now? Well, they're basically lowering the amount of steroids that the market is on. And what's that creating? Well, in the pharmaceutical world, they would call that withdrawal. You know, mm-hmm. you'd start feeling that because it would feel like, okay, I'm getting off this drug now and my body is used to it. How long have rates been this low? My God. And uh, and the market been how long has the market uh, been driven up because of this kind of in rate environment? So, folks, for those who are listening today, this is your opportunity to have a 15 minute call and no cost, no obligation phone call with us. And we're what we're going to do is we're going to walk you through of the some of the preventive measures you could take on your portfolio. So give us a call. 800-654-3234. That's the number. You're going to get that comprehensive financial review. You'll see where you are today, but you will ultimately have a roadmap that can help get you where you need to be when it comes to retirement. 800-654-3234. 800-654-3234. When we come back, we're going to continue with our talk about the economy and what you can do to improve your portfolio. We are back on the Financial Insider with Mark McCanny and Eric Siebold. Novus Financial and Medicare is what we're talking about. That's their company. NovusFG.com is the website. I encourage you to check that out as well. That's NovusFG.com. Well, uh, Eric, Mark, I-, I love this conversation because you're really taking us through some things that I think, one, are important to hear, but two, you're putting it in terms that that, you know, everybody can understand. I mean, like me, <laughs> which, you know, that's kind of my gauge. And I think it's, I think it's important, important to relay that. So let's continue. I love where we're headed with this thing. You know, one of the things that I saw a little earlier this week also, guys, is I was reading an article by a gentleman named Sam Rowe. And what stuck out to me here was first the title of the article. And that was, Deutsche Bank warns of a 20% bear market in 2023. And uh, first thing that I thought about was, well, what about the 20% bear market in 2022? Can we not, you know, let's focus for a little bit here. And uh, so I decided, you know, where did these terms even come from? You know, where does bear market come from? Where does bull market come from? And uh, so I kind of just looked up the history of those terms And I found a a nice description of it here where it says, a bear market is a term used by Wall Street when an index like the S&P 500 or the Dow Jones or or even an individual stock, for that matter, has fallen 20% or more from a recent high or for some sustained period of time. And I was thinking, well, isn't that what has already happened this year? Or maybe we're just right on that that balance right there, right at the line of, of being able to call it a bear market. And again, are we are we going to be quick to embrace that? Or and if we I, do, what happens then? I think it, it comes down to at least accept in reality, you know, because if if we're talking about a, a bear market today, and we're only halfway through 2022. And now you have so called experts talking about a 20% bear market in 2023. Well, last time I looked, Mark, 20% 
plus 20% is 40%. And that is a, a pretty damaging number when it comes to a portfolio. It is. And and that's why I think that we've been talking in sh- in the shop about, you know, sometimes you're more offensive, sometimes you're more defensive when you're dealing um, with with money. And um, and I and I think this is we're now in the Mark Twain territory where he once quipped that he's more concerned about the return of his money than the return on his money. So I, I think that's where we need to be thinking right now is that we could be going through a period of time where and I think we are is we, we have to get our supply chain up and running again so that the supply of goods, you know, hopefully starts to match the supply of money, which we've created. Um, but, but, but during this period of time, especially if you're in that retirement red zone, five years before retirement, you know, or at retirement and starting to take withdrawals from your portfolio, what we typically see during these times is a lot of volatility. And volatility is not your friend if you're withdrawing money from your portfolio. And, you know, you've heard us talk on the radio about our uh, RSO report, which kind of shows you that if you can remove losses from your portfolio during your withdrawal phase, how much more money you'll have. And, And I think that all of these things we're talking about today really speaks and reinforces the notion that limiting um, or eliminating altogether losses from your portfolio, if you're especially if you're in that withdrawal phase or contemplating it, really, really is is pertinent, and you should pay attention. And and you know, be one of those first callers. Give us a call, and we'll show you what that report can do for you, and how to maybe reposition to you know eliminate or reduce the the, the risk in your portfolio. Yeah. And folks, if you, know, you Mark, want to get a head start, it's 800-654-3234, 800-654-3234. Sorry, Eric, what, uh, what were you going to say? I was actually going to say, hey, I, I've got an example for you. Well, Mark was saying that, I was pulling, pulling up the return and safety optimizer calculator, and uh, I wanted to demonstrate that for everybody real right. quick and just give you a good example of what he's talking about there. Okay. And and again, what, what Mark's uh, dis- describing right now is – by removing the down years out of your portfolio risk. So taking advantage of when the market's going up, you're you're participating in those gains. But when the market's going down, you're not losing. So by ma- taking those minus 10% years and minus 13 and minus 23.4% years out of the equation and just breaking even during those years instead, it has a significant impact on your standard of living in retirement. And here's an example, guys. So say um, a couple assumptions here I'm going to throw at you. First, we're starting with $200,000. So just for example, you're retiring the day you retire, you have $200,000 that you're, you are now going to be dipping into on an annual basis in order to help support and you know lay, layer on another in uh, put on another layer of income on top of social security for example so we're going to what we're going to do is we're going to take 5% of that out every year whether the market is going up or down we're going to pull out $10,000 per year during your retirement 5% of 200,000 and what we see here is by the end of the 18th year you are completely out of money. You, you've got your $10,000 withdrawals every single year. and But because you have participated in the downsides of the market, as well as when the market's going up, 
you've lost a lot of money over that period of time and you haven't been able to recover it. So by the end of the 18th year, you would have taken out 187,000 from your 200,000 and the rest is just lost and you're out of money. Well, now, I don't on like the, the other hand, that at all. No, that doesn't work very well for a lot of people. And, and I think that's why Mark and I, we really focus on integrating the return and safety optimizer report into our, the planning process of our clients. And because what we could do for you by implementing a couple strategies for you and eliminating those years of loss where you're just breaking even and you don't lose a dime on the down years, the difference here is, again, starting with 200000 taking out $10,000 a year. After 22 years, you've pulled out now 220000 and you still have a balance of $442,000 in your account. Now, that's a plan. That's mm -hmm. a plan right there. But it takes a little bit of proactive measures. You, you know, you, you, act, you need to go and see somebody that you trust that knows how to implement these different strategies and techniques in order to get those types of results. So, and, and maybe this is a good time, Steve, for me to say, you know, if, for, if you're one of our 10 callers this week and you'd like to get your own return and safety optimizer report where we could customize this for you and show you how during the good years you could be participating in those gains, but in the down years, not lose a dime. And at the end of the, at the end of the day, isn't that what we're really looking for is to make sure that we don't run out of money in retirement. So for the first 10 callers, give us a call and we'll go ahead and we'll run your own customized return and safety optimizer report. I like the sound of that. 800-654-3234. Um, we've got a few minutes left in this segment. Let's uh, let's talk about inflation because that's everybody's happy topic, huh? I know we oh, touched Lord. on that in the early one, but let's uh, let's hear from Janet Yellen. And, and uh, she spoke last week about this. Uh, and, and let's just I'll get your reaction, guys. When I said that inflation would be transitory, what I was not anticipating was a scenario in which we would end up contending with multiple variants of COVID. I was not envisioning um, impacts on food and energy prices we've seen from Russia's invasion of Ukraine. So, um, as Chair Powell indicated himself, um, both of us probably could have used a better term than transitory. Really? <laughs> yeah. Wow. How about a phrase like you're screwed? Well, you know, I mean, that would have been a thing. better one. I, I wasn't buying the Flat term to footed. begin with. This is this is the apology tour of Janet Yellen now. And, and the reality here of it is, is let's unpack this statement one by one. Sure. Number one, we hardly bring in. I mean, Russian oil in the American economy, we never brought in that much anyway. Um, number two, we were energy independent. We were a net exporter of energy, and uh, that that went away uh, in January of 2021, or the or the, the the motion, the wheels to set that in motion began. So, I think the other thing too is they were caught flat-footed when she says, "I don't think we could have ever anticipated this." Well, you you oh don't God. need a real clear crystal ball. To see that uh, when when the when economy's supply chain becomes shut down, that and you print excessive amounts of money, that you know just by any college one hundred and one finance class or economics class, 
you know that when when demand far outstrips the supply, the prices rise, and and they created that scenario. So I think this is unfortunately. Uh, the reality that we're now in is that the, our Federal Reserve was caught flat-footed. Uh, they did not react fast enough. And and one of the things that's concerning now is th- that Federal Reserve balance sheet has $9 trillion, by the way, that's with a T, $9 trillion of mortgage, corporate, or government bonds sitting on its balance sheet. And they're going to begin selling $95 billion of those every month in an effort to to flood the market with bonds and essentially lower the the price of bonds thereby increasing interest rates. So when you ask, well how how much can the Fed really go? Well, they've got 9 trillion dollars to sell off and they're planning on doing it at just 95 billion a month. And so I think the concern here is that they've created a scenario they created the inflation with this money printing, this money creation, and now they're going to try to fix the problem by selling off all these bonds. So I think that that's, a, that's my way of saying it's time to get defensive. We don't know what's going to happen over the next 18 months, but the best thing to do is protect what you have because the market's still relatively high right now. How do we implement that? You know, Steve, we have strategies like Eric was talking about, and it speaks to the RSO report. So whether you have equities or mutual funds, or there's always strategies to, uh, to mitigate the losses. So whether that's like a managed money program where, you know, if the market starts to go down, you, you know, it sells out for you. Um, if, if you are looking at your bond assets, you know, we can move some of those into, into into different instruments that just take the risk off your plate and guarantee that you won't lose any more. Um, and those are typically done through insurance companies. That's what insurance companies do. You know, they take on risk for a small premium and, uh, and they pool the risk. So, you know, right now that's a really good time. And I'll, I'll tell you, a lot of people don't like insurance companies, and Eric and I are two of those people in many time, many times. But you know what? <laughs> sure. They manage risk better than anybody in the, in, in, in the financial world because that's how they survive. They are risk managers. And right now, we can take advantage of that and offload some of the risk onto an insurance company in exchange for a small premium. And we can pool our risk with, a, with lots of other people. That sounds great. And, and, to and, folks, I mean, uh, here's the thing. Make that call right now while you're thinking of it. 800-654-3234. 800-654-3234. When we come back, we're going to delve a little bit further, a little bit deeper into how interest rates and inflation is affecting your portfolio. We are back on the Financial Insider. I'm consumer advocate Steve Siddall. Mark McCann is here. Eric Siebold is here. Novus Financial and Medicare. And, uh, okay, uh, Eric, you you were talking about, you know, continuing the conversation. And, and I think we've learned now a little bit more about how inflation kind of snuck up on us. Um, and now we're talking a bit how to manage it. And it seems like there are some pretty good strategies that you guys have that can help us weather this sort of storm. Yeah, Steve, you know, that when we're talking about inflation, we got to look at how bad it is right now. And, you know, Mark and I are not doom and, and, and gloomers or gloom and doomers, however you want to put that. Sure. But we we have to look at reality here. And, and that means looking at real returns. And real returns are defined by what you're getting as, as a positive return in your portfolio, less inflation. And so we, we have a couple things that are working against us right now, Steve. First, 
the markets are down. And, you know, to get to a bear market, like we talked about earlier, you have to be at minus 20% or, or even worse. And we're hovering right around there right now. So not only are we losing 20% of the value of the portfolios, we have to deal with another 8.6% decrease or loss of value through inflation. So we have a lot to make up for right now. And we may not be able to, you know, completely protect every dollar from ever losing any money. But one way that we can combat this is kind of, we call it, Steve, our, our wealth defender strategy. And what we're doing here is we're basically taking the safe portion of your portfolio, like we were talking about before. Maybe it's CDs, maybe it's bonds, maybe it's cash that you have stuck in your mattress. But take that safe money and let's get it into an instrument or a couple different instruments that give you a better chance of keeping up with inflation than the current instruments that they're in. So, you know, when we're looking at these bonds, Steve, they're already at a low value. You know, a lot of these bonds that, that folks have in their, in their 401ks, you know, if you're listening right now, pull up your 401k account and see the returns on your bonds over the last few years. And what you're going to find is after fees, you're probably hovering around two and a half percent a year or three percent a year. Well, when when we have to deal with inflation at over eight percent, you're not keeping up with that. It's a drag on your total portfolio when it comes to accumulating. So we need to really start thinking outside the box, and and that's one thing that Mark and I are doing on a daily basis. Steve is we're trying to think of the different ways, the best tools, the best techniques that we could use. And, you know, we have to really work hard to try to get those assets that are not really helping you improve your accumulation over time work a little bit harder for you. And it, and it doesn't take a lot to get that to happen, honestly. You know, it, even getting 1%, and we talked about this last week, Steve, where if, if we can even get 1% more, whether that's through growth or through reducing fees, that 1% extra per year for each year for the next 20 or 30 years of your investing life, that re represents a huge difference in your accumulation. And so we have to take a look at how do we stop the losses? That's the first thing, Steve. And that's why we, we run our, our return and safety optimizer report for folks because we want to show folks, listen, if you can just plug those holes and don't have those down years, you're going to do a lot better in the long term. But if you could save money from fees also, you know, Mark and I are, are running fee reports all the time for folks as well. And we're seeing that, wow, you know, they may be paying these fees, but it's usually for, for something that they're not getting much value out of. So what if we could just strip these fees out somehow? And if, by making these small tweaks, Steve, we're able to make a pretty significant difference for a lot of people. And that's such a good thing. And I mean, such a very, um, I guess, great way to look at it as well. Uh, and for folks to be able to do that, you can have that. I mean, again, they've got some spots on the calendar. It's 800-654-3234. That's the number. So, I mean... With inflation, I mean, with inflation, what it is right now, I mean, I'm old enough to remember the 70s and even the 80s, obviously, but there are a lot of folks who are approaching retirement who've never experienced inflation like this, never experienced really anything like this. How do you deal with them and, and how do you keep them calm? 
Well, I think I th- first and foremost, I think we have to you know, get together and do exactly what Eric said is we've got to go through the process and um, take our emotions and, and check them at the door. But li- like we like I kept talking about, Steve, is that this isn't necessarily all bad. You know, um, you know, we've heard for years now, um, you know, one of the things you, t- you hear about in the 1950s is when people would retire, they'd go put their money down at their bank at a CD and live off the interest. And for the last 20 years, because interest rates has been so low, you know, you, you hear that story over and over again that I can't get any returns out of my CDs or, or my low risk assets, you know. But with interest rates rising, you know, that does um, create the specter that you can derive some income off of fixed assets because they are paying more now. So, you know, I don't think it's all doom and gloom. Like Eric said, it's a, it's a matter of correctly positioning the assets to do what, what they want to do. And, um, you know, this isn't, you know, something that is anything but math, you know, so the return and safety optimizer report you know, when somebody says, well, what are you basing that on? Is that some sort of investment strategy? No, it's just math. If you eliminate <laughs> well, the, math the losses. Doesn't lie. Yeah, it math doesn't. doesn't lie. Eric and I are not sitting here with a crystal ball saying, well, we can we can put it in a different asset class and it'll outperform that one. Don't know. That's not it. We're talking about math. If you eliminate the losses using the same returns, the same assumptions, and you just eliminate the losses, that's math. That's not some sort of slick New York investment strategy that we have and you don't. That's just math. But we can show you how the math works, and and you'll look at that and say, oh, that's pretty simple. Um, and, and we have the, the tools to show you that. We actually built that ourselves because after being in, in the industry 20 years each, we, we thought to, we looked at each other and said, why isn't anybody just talking about the simple math behind successful investing. And that comes down to don't lose your money. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's, that's, that's like simple. the Warren Buffett rule, right? Right. Yeah, it is. And it is that simple. <laughs> right. That's right. Yep. It's the, the Woody Hayes rule, isn't it? Also, it's if, if you're not losing, you're winning. And, that, and uh, I think that everybody kind of can appreciate that it is a simple philosophy, but we do have to have the right tools and techniques and strategies to be able to accomplish that goal. And, and, you know, Steve, I think that's what Mark and I bring to the table for a lot of folks. And, you know, so, it, you know, if you have, for example, uh, $250,000 in retirement s- savings, you know, just give us a call that, you know, the, the first 10 callers could give us a call, you know, we'll, we could have a 15 minute phone call. There's no cost or obligation to it. And we could just see if it if it makes sense to to take you through our planning process. And, and we call it, Steve, we call that planning process, as you know, the retirement first process. And uh, the first is an acronym. You know, F stands for fees and report, you know, doing a fee report, seeing how much you're paying right now and uh, how much you don't necessarily need to be paying and keep that money in your pocket. Uh, where the I stands for an income plan where we're, we're going to create a supercharged income plan in, in your retirement that's going to allow you to possibly draw down your assets at a, a pace at 40% or even more than the normal rules of thumb allow you to do. And uh, we're going to run our return and safety optimizer report for you. That's the R and the S of the first acronym. And of course, T stands for taxes. We have to look at the taxes 
and see if there's a, a, an opportunity there to save you money as well. And, and once again, you know, we, we want to, to obviously pay the government what they're owed, but we don't want to pay them one dollar more. You know, we want to keep that money in your pocket. So, you know, for those first 10 callers, Steve, we're, we're going to have that conversation. See if it makes sense to, to take you through our retirement first planning process. That sounds great, uh, Eric. 800-654-3234. 800-654-3234. Take advantage of the offer. It's a, it's a way to get a financial roadmap put together once and for all. It's, uh, it's there. You'll have a roadmap that can help get you to where you need to be when it comes to retirement. Right now is as good a time as any, really. It's more important now than ever because of, well, we've all the things we've been talking about today with inflation and the bond market, all of those things. That's right. Mark and Eric are there for you. They understand. They can help smooth things out, make it clear and easy to understand. It's 800-654-3234, 800-654-3234. So let's, uh, let's jump back into this for just a moment before we end this segment. Um, we, talk about, we talked about oil. We talked about uh, inflation. Um, we talked about bonds. Uh, there's, a, there's a story that, uh, that we shared or that you shared about uh, Medicare. Let's kind of scratch the surface and maybe come back in the last segment and finish that up. Yep. Steve, um, one of the things we are always keeping an eye on, because a lot of our clients are Medicare beneficiaries and they, and they're in there, or they're about to join Medicare and they're trying to select the best plan. Mm -hmm. um, you know, we, we, we don't want to get into the weeds of the different types of plans, but no, no. you know, on a, on a 30,000 foot view, we wanted to talk macroeconomically about the, the health of the, the Medicare program right now. And, um, you know, what we're seeing is that, you know, obviously in traditional Medicare, there's a lot of fraud and waste. And, you know, frankly, right now, it's not projected to last, you know, through my retirement years. So we are trying to find ways to, as a society, to cut costs and um, provide better care at the same time. And, you know, a, a lot of those um, plans that you hear out there on TV being pitched by, 1970s TV stars and ex-quarterbacks, that's known as Medicare Part C, um, and that is uh, Medicare Advantage, and you probably hear a lot about that. So, you know, not saying that one plan is better than the other. They're both great plans. If, if, if you stay on original Medicare uh, and get a supplement or go Part C and get Medicare Advantage, they're both very wonderful. It's just that I think what we're the article is talking about, Steve, is that as a society, we're going to have to figure out ways to shift cost and bend that cost curve downward because right now it's simply not sustainable. Um, Eric, you know, we talk about this with the clients all the time, and a lot of people are concerned about, you know, which plan should I take based on sustainability? Right. And uh, what we're seeing too, Mark, is a trend of the Medicare Advantage plans being picked up more and more often every year. Mm -hmm. uh, just five or 10 years ago, they may have represented in, in Ohio alone, maybe five to 10% of the market. But now almost 40% of those going into Medicare are getting on Medicare Advantage plans, the Part C mm -hmm. plans. Mm -hmm. And uh, and I think it's a reflection of one, how good the plans are. You know, They do offer good benefits and good cost savings because a lot of them don't have any monthly premium. But you know, there are also the other 60% that are getting supplements right now. And the, the supplement is, is with a, a, a Part D plan as well for the prescription drug plan. 
you know, that does fill the gap well as well, but it has a premium to it. Mm -hmm. When we come back, we'll finish our discussion about Medicare, and it's also time for more questions from listeners, and we've got the answers coming up. back on the Financial Insider. I'm consumer advocate Steve Siddall and Mark McCanny is here. Eric Siebold is here. Novus Financial and Medicare is the company and Novus FG is the website. NovusFG.com is the website. They're a fiduciary firm looking out for you. Got my back. Really? They got your back. Isn't that, uh, that's pretty much the case, isn't it? Um, when, you know, being a fiduciary of that sort of mindset, that's really important that you really are doing things in our best interest, not yours. Yeah, Steve, you know, we don't have any bosses telling us what we have to do for folks. You know, we look at each person on an individual basis. We customize a plan for them, and we're always doing whatever is in their best interest, and that and that's the key with a fiduciary. And uh, of course, we we have we look at everything. We look at things holistically. We look at things from a household perspective. And you know, what you know what it usually boils down to, Steve, is that we will always be able to find something that can improve where you're at today. You know, that, and that's really our goal is some, sometimes people are doing a fantastic job and there's very little for us to be able to change or want to change, but we almost always find at least something, one thing that will improve your situation. And that one thing can make a big difference in the long run. Absolutely. 800-654-3234, folks, if you'd like to get in this one. Now, uh, Eric, you were talking just before we left or just before we took the break about uh, you were talking about the different kinds of Medicare and prices and that kind of thing. What were you going to do? You were going to send us to the website, I think. Yep. Yeah, uh, with Medicare in, in particular, for Steve, for those who have supplements, uh, what a lot of people don't understand is that every few years it makes sense to shop your supplement plan. And it might mean going to a different carrier. You know, for example, you might go from an Aetna to an Anthem or an Anthem to a Humana or, uh, you know, just some kind of change like that. But these rates creep up on folks every year. And after a few years, there's probably, as long as you, you can qualify for it from a health perspective, there's probably a carrier out there that's willing to buy your business and give you a nice discount again and save you a lot, a lot on a monthly basis. Sure. So if you have a supplement right now and you've had it for a few years, say you're, you've got it when you're 65 and now you're 68, 69, or you know, you've had it for even longer than that. A lot of folks never change their plan. Uh, you could just go to our website. Of course you could call us and we'll do this for you over the phone. But if you go to our website, right on the landing page, you'll see a little button there that says, get a, a supplement quote or, or I think requote is how we rephrase it on the website, Steve, and uh, put in a little bit of information there. We'll get back with you and we'll, and we could probably save you quite a bit of money on a monthly basis. All right. Well, I, I like saving money. That's for sure. 800-654-3234 is the way you can get started. And uh, so on that note, let's jump into a couple of questions here uh, that folks have been sending. And uh, let's see, we've got Donald up first. He says, why is the recommended percentage of my portfolio devoted to stocks any different at the beginning of my career than at the start of retirement? I don't understand why I should reduce my exposure to stocks when I retire, as I'll still have 30 years of investing ahead of me. 
It's an interesting perspective. Yeah, well, Donald, generally what a lot of folks try to, to use as a rule of thumb is as you get closer and closer to retirement, you want to at least make it a little bit more conservative. And that's because as we get into retirement, if something happens in the market, like say we have another 2008 and where the market goes down 38.5%, Donald, do you want to see your assets in retirement go down 38.5% with it? And so, you know, as a general rule of thumb, we need to be getting more and more safe as we get closer to retirement because while those folks in 2008 may have had 10, 15, 20 years to, I think it turned out to be about 10 years by the time they made all that back. You may not have that much time in your retirement to do it. And now you're living off of almost 40% less assets that you had right before that. So Donald, I would say, you know, it's time to do a little rebalance here and, uh, you know, give us a chance to take a look at that portfolio and we'll get it into what the modern portfolio theorists call a balanced portfolio. And again, I think what what you're, I mean, we talked about this in the first segment, Eric, and that was the sequence of returns risk and how that becomes really relevant right now, the way things are, because the person could really find themselves in a world of hurt. Yeah, you know, Donald is really a, a, a perfect person to go through the, the return and safety optimizer process and plan. Okay. And because uh, Donald will show you how we can actually get you better returns in the long run and still take out that risk from your portfolio. So you get a safer portfolio than you have right now, but a better chance for returns. It's the best of both worlds. Uh, sounds like it to me. 800-654-3234. Let's, uh, Donald, there you go. Uh, Janine's up next. Uh, she says, I'm 63. I just got an inheritance of about $200,000. I have $15,000 in credit card debt, 50000 left on my mortgage. So I could become debt-free and still have about 135000 left to invest. Or I could invest all of it and just continue paying off debts over the next few years. What do you suggest, Mark? Well, Janine, I think that's an interesting question um, in light of the show we just uh, had talking about interest rates. So, you know, it's it's oh, oftentimes we counsel people and say, you know, it's personal preference, you know, and, and again, we don't know the rest of her situation, but, you know, if this is found money and you don't necessarily need to live off of it and, or incorporate it as part of your retirement plan, you know, maybe it makes sense to just say I'm, I'm debt free now. Um, you know, but again, if you're looking at, she has a, you know, $15,000 of credit card debt, if that's at 30% interest, you know, you might be wise to take some of that uh, 200000 and pay that down. You know, the mortgage itself might be quite low, um, and we just don't know. But, but I guess my question, and I think Eric and I talk about this all the time, you know, there's no better feeling than being debt-free. And, you know, so, so I think it's, it's pretty much everybody's preference on that. But with interest rates rising significantly across the board, you know, especially if you have debt out there, and you do come into a windfall of money, it might make sense to extinguish that debt because I can tell you right now, any financial advisor that would tell you that they can get 30% returns for you, you probably shouldn't be following that financial advisor's <laughs> advice. You know, But I can tell you for sure, you would pay, probably pay somewhere between 20 and 30% percent interest on a credit card today. Yeah, you sure could. Yeah. And again, with the, well, again, with inflation, the credit card companies are wasting no time in raising those mm -hmm. rates. 
Oh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I'm seeing that everywhere. Uh, all right, yep. Janine, there you go. It's 800-654-3234. We can keep going here. Let's go to Matthew. Uh, Matthew says, my wife hasn't worked outside the home in years. What's the best way for us to put some retirement money away for her since she doesn't have a 401k or anything like that? Well, Matthew, I think one of the solutions that a lot of folks use when they don't have access to a, a qualified plan like a 401k or, you know, we talk about 403bs and 457s is they have a couple options. One, you could just simply open up a brokerage account for her and just start buying various stocks or indices. Um, you know, setting aside any money right now is a good idea. And, you know, talking about timing, you know, right now, Matthew, with the markets down as far as they are, this is an opportunity for you to buy a, a, a lot of different types of instruments out there or stocks or indices at a pretty good discount. So this is a, is a pretty good time for you right now to do something like, like that for your wife. Another option is if you have anywhere from at least ten to 20000 a set aside for her already, is you can put that into something that is uh, interest-based. So it could be safe, but it could be something like a, a fixed annuity like we discussed earlier. And that's one of those things where in a rising rate environment, that is actually a better and better option every time rates go up. So, uh, you know, there are a couple great options for you there. Um, but if, of course, you know, Mark and I never suggest any types of annuities without checking and seeing what kind of position you're in right now and how far you are from retirement and what kind of liquidity you're going to need. You know, there are some factors that go into making that decision. Uh, so, you know, I guess this is a good time to say, give us a call so that we could talk through all of those circumstances that, that go around that kind of decision before we can do any kind of recommendation. Sure. Um, and again, 800-654-3234, Matthew. So isn't there something called a spousal IRA? I mean, couldn't they just open one in her name if, if they wanted to? I mean, as long as he's working? Yeah. That, yeah, you can do a spousal IRA. and, and uh, but, but again, you know, without having a good idea of the, the entire household finances, you know, we, sure. we hesitate to to make a recommendation on that because that figures, you know, do you get a tax deduction for that? Um, do you need one? Like Eric was saying, does it make more sense if you're in a low tax bracket to just open up a brokerage account um, and go from there and just pay your taxes annually? So um, I think that's a, a great way, a great lead in to say, give us a call. We'll take a look at a couple different options for you. But the point of it is, I think overall, regardless of what vehicle you use, save, save and save. You'll thank yourself for it later. Yes, your future self will thank you greatly. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so on that note, let's put the let's put the wraps on this one. This has been a great show, guys. So, uh, Eric, one more time. Let's invite folks to call. Sounds good, Steve. Well, this is your opportunity now to have a 15-minute, no-cost, no-obligation phone call with a fiduciary advisor. Uh, so if you're one of the next 10 callers this week and you have at least 250000 in retirement savings, we're going to see if our retirement-first planning process makes sense for you. That process means taking you through several steps, and uh, it starts with identifying what kind of fees you're paying right now and see if we could save you some money. It also means getting you an electrified, supercharged income plan for your retirement. It means taking you through our return and safety optimizer report so we can demonstrate for you how we could actually increase your accumulation while we're decreasing your risk. 
And of course, we want to look at your taxes. It's the T part of first. And that is to make sure that you are keeping as much of your money as possible and giving the absolute minimum to the government. So for those next text 10 callers, Steve, we're going to have that conversation and see if that makes sense to go through the retirement first planning process of Novus Financial and Medicare. Sounds great, Eric. 800-654-3234. That's the number to call to get your uh, get your on to get your report. Uh, it's a financial roadmap uh, to simplify it. Mark and Eric are there for you. They understand the complexities of really getting to retirement, and they can break it down, make it clear, make it easy to understand. A practical financial review? Yes, that's what it's all about. 800-654-3234. You will get that financial review, see where you are today, but more importantly, you're going to find that you now have a roadmap that can help get you to where you need to be. 800-654-3234. 800-654-3234. Well, Mark, Eric, always a pleasure to be here. This was a very fun show today. We covered a lot of ground. We covered a lot of things that we don't normally talk about. So that's a good thing. Yeah, and great seeing you again, Steve. And we are going to come back again next week with new topics and questions and more right here on The Financial Insider with Mark and Eric. Investment advisory services offered through Novus Financial Group. Mark McCanny, Eric Seabolt, and their guests provide general information, not individually targeted, personalized advice, and are not liable for the usage of information discussed. Exposure to ideas and financial vehicles should not be considered investment advice or a recommendation to buy or sell any of these financial vehicles. This information should also not be considered tax or legal advice. Individuals should consult with a professional specializing in the fields of tax, legal, accounting, or investments regarding the applicability of this information for their situation. Past performance is not a guarantee of future results. Investments will fluctuate and when redeemed may be worth more or less than when originally invested. Any comments regarding safe and secure investments and guaranteed income streams refer only to fixed insurance products. They do not refer in any way to securities or investment advisory products. Fixed insurance and annuity product guarantees are subject to the claims paying ability of the issuing company and are offered through Novus Financial Group. By contacting Novus Financial Group, you may be provided information regarding the purchase of insurance products.